Well, hello, friends. Welcome. Here we are again. This is Grace Radio. This is Pastor Frank, and, well, I'm glad to be here as usual, and I hope you are as well. I hope you will stay for a while as much as it is possible. We'll be here talking about some good things. And we started recently talking about Moses in the book of Exodus, chapter 3, is where we had our conversation. It's an interesting story, I think. And uh, we titled the broadcast, The Burning Bush. And you may say, okay, what's the burning bush? What's that all about? Well, you'll see as we talk about it, the burning bush was something that got the attention of Moses. Moses was about his business, and then he did see a bush that was burning, but it was not consumed. That means it just kept burning. It didn't go out. But it got the attention of Moses, and the reason why, I suppose, is that God wanted to get Moses' attention to have a conversation with him. So we did share some of that, much more, too. We talked about theophany in the Old Testament. Theophany is a a word that points out the fact that God has shown himself, or Jesus Christ has shown himself in the Old Testament as the angel of the Lord. Now, you may question that, and I understand it, but from all the scholars that I am familiar with, they agree. The angel of the Lord speaks of Jesus Christ making an appearance here in the Old Testament. As you read some of the incidences about that, you could check for yourself, and I think you would be convinced that how true it may be. Um, God made his presence known to his people, in various forms of nature. And here in Exodus, we find him as a theophany, showing himself in how he speaks and reveals himself to Old Testament people. So it begins at the burning bush. Uh, Theophany is also found in the clouds. I have all the Bible passages here in front of me, but I won't take the time to give you all of that. You can look it up for yourself. But a theophany is also revealed in fire and in smoke in the Old Testament. There's about a half a dozen passages about that. God also shows himself at the time of the rainbow, uh, which is in Ezekiel, and also thunder and lightning. Uh, The manifestation of God's nature shows up. Uh, So I'm not saying that's a theophany, but I am saying that God reveals himself through those events that take place in the Old Testament. The last one I'd mention is a whirlwind. Uh, God's nature shows up in a whirlwind in the book of Job and also in the book of Ezekiel. Now this week, we did begin, as I mentioned, in Exodus chapter 3. Well, we want to continue to do so and just advance in what we've been talking about. One of the highlights to me in the earlier broadcast was the place where God spoke directly to Moses out of the burning bush, but it was really the angel of the Lord that did so, according to the scripture that we read here. It was the angel of the Lord. 
but he speaks as God as well. So we have those things to talk about, debate about, if you wanted to. We're not going to do that, but it's just a point of interest for you to look into those things in the Old Testament. Maybe you might need a good commentary or speak to someone else who may be familiar with this story. So here we find in Exodus 3, in verse 2, it was an angel of the Lord, a theophany, appeared to Moses. How? In a flame of fire in the midst of the burning bush. And he got Moses' attention. And he said to Moses uh, that he should take off his shoes and feet. I mean, he has Moses' attention. I mean, Moses must be, I'm, I'm just imagining that maybe he's prostrate hearing the voice of the angel of the Lord, uh, which is the same as saying he's hearing from God here. And uh, that's so awe-inspiring as you think about it. So when the Lord called out to Moses, um, called him by name, by the way, he called him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, and Moses replied, here I am. I think one spiritual point here I would think of, Ray, that's meaningful is we need to understand how personal God is with us. He knows us by name. He knows your name. He knows my name. So he could have said, Ray, Ray, but he didn't. He was, Ray wasn't there, but Moses was. And Moses responded and said, here am I. And then God told Moses to take his sandals, in other words, take your shoes off your feet, because you're on holy ground. And we did talk about that a little bit, and we don't want to go at length about it here. But the fact is, when we come into the presence of God, we are aware of his presence. The attitude we have by saying to take the shoes off and so forth is just, a, I suppose you could say in one way, you could just use it as symbolic language. With Moses, it was literal. But if I said to you, take your shoes off your feet, you're in the presence of God, it's just a language to indicate that when we come into the presence of God, we are on holy ground. And that's enough reason to be shaking a little bit. I'm in the presence of God. Yes, take off your shoes, off your feet. God is speaking to you in a very, very personal way. Now, in today's time, Ray, the way I think of it, we're living in the New Testament. Things are a bit different. When I look at the cross of Calvary and when I begin to think about what Christ is doing for me, dying on the cross for my sin, showing me how much he loves me by putting away my sin, taking the penalty of my sin upon himself, I would say, Ray, that's pretty much holy ground, isn't it? Uh, what Jesus has done for us is very much holy ground to walk on. Wow, what a God we have. Holy, great, loving, graceful, kind to us, merciful. That's how Jesus is. Yes, when we look to God and look into the Word of God, we're on holy ground. Right now, I'd like to ask Ray to read some passages 
for us. But by the way, Ray, it's so nice to see you again. Listen, we don't have a cup of coffee here right now, but right after this uh, meeting we're having, uh, let's go to Dunkin' Donuts and uh, have a cup of coffee. Sounds like a deal to me. Yeah, we'll just have a cup of coffee. Hey, Pastor, before we get started, just for a few minutes, that's all. Mm -hmm. You and I went to that movie... The Sound of Freedom. Yes. Why don't you just say a few words about that to our Christian brothers and sisters? Sure. I'd be glad to without going into it in length. Mm -hmm. The point of the Sound of Freedom is the truth about something that is going on all over the world, including this country. There are children that have been stolen away from parents or taken off the streets, captured by bad people, and brought into sexual slavery, as well as other forms of slavery, which is about as cruel as it could ever possibly be to think about young children. In fact, I know even as I looked into this raid previously, uh, they've even captured or found in one way or another. Young children year old or less uh, they captured and uh, they would do evil things with all of these children which I will not get into it's, it's just too horrible to even think about it so, but for the most part the, the fact of the movie was to reveal this to people who don't know anything about it which of course was my issue from the beginning of all this is why don't people know more about this you don't hear it talked about People don't say it, but now they are, Ray. People are talking about it. People have gone back to see that movie more than once uh, because it's so meaningful. Uh, It was well done, and yet it's not R-rated, but you can see and get the message of what's going on with pedophile business. That's what it is. It's a pedophile business of adults, evil people, taking advantage of young children especially sexually, missing from their homes. Their parents don't even know where their children are, and we could go on and on with the whole thing. But the point is this, to me, that is so important. As you mentioned, Ray, uh, so many people have viewed this broadcast. That means that now the eyes of many have opened up, Uh, even many Christians who were really not aware of this, because you don't see it in the, on the media. You can find out much about this on YouTube, but uh, I, I don't ever remember hearing anything about it on media, television. Um, I don't know, even social media. I don't know if it ever being said, but I've known about it a couple of years. I've researched it. I've gone through it. I dug up all the information I could, and uh, it's an ugly subject. But even before, Ray... Uh, when I would mention it to someone, they'd get turned off, sort of like I was being a troublemaker, making a big deal out of something that's very minute. No, it's very serious. Uh, It's a very serious crime, the pedophile business in our country and all over the world, and we should be aware of it. this, what, what about any other points concerning that, Ray, that's important to you? No, I think you covered it very well, Pastor. It just, 
I feel that every single Christian, well, I'm kind of nailing Christians, but I'm talking about even people outside of Christianity should really go see this movie. You're right. Now, that's an opinion, of uh-huh. course. It's my opinion. But they should be awakened to what really is going on here. It's all right for us to sit back and say, well, that someone else that's that, that's not that doesn't have anything to do with us mm. but just think if you had your child and your child was taken stolen from you and it is happening yes your children is. are being stolen and put into this kind of slavery yes it's not good pastor and no. people should be aware of what's going on so that i don't want to get into politics but when it comes time to vote Vote for the people who are against this. That's right. You That's know, right. you gotta be. You gotta stand up for for God someplace in your life. Yes, because uh, many don't want to talk about it. There are people who don't want to even know about it. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, there's no excuse. We we had this uh, criminal. He he went to prison and he committed suicide or someone killed him. Uh, Epstein. Yep. And, and some of the most influential um, elite people used to go there to visit Epstein at this island, and yet he was very, very active in that issue of the pedophile business. Mm-hmm. It's a million, billion dollar ministry, or business, I should say, in our country. Yeah. And yet people didn't want to talk about it at that time. No, they won't even allow the list of the people to come out. That's right. You know, yeah, so right. It, 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 a lot of it is hidden, and I think a lot of it, here we go with the opinions again. Yeah. Uh, the people that are listening to this broadcast does not have to agree with, with what I got to say, especially yeah, but, with what I got to say. Yeah, but basically, though, it's all facts what you've said. I think so, but I, I think that uh, the people that are high up, yes. the elite, Yes. Now, not all of them, Pastor, please. No, I no, mean, but there is certain people that hold in high positions here in the United States and throughout the world that is okay with this. I know it's hard to believe. It's right. hard to believe, but that is... It's shocking. Yeah, that's, that's why some people listening right now may not realize how shocking it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there are people of great reputation and respect, like Epstein... Mm-hmm. who had this island, mm-hmm. were very influential people, mm-hmm. like p- politics and uh, Hollywood and people like that. Yeah, but Why would they go to this island to visit Epstein when he's so involved with a pedophile of children being taken off the streets and sold into slavery and sexual abuse? But it's not only pedo- uh, Epstein either. No. It, it's it's throughout the world, Pastor. There's it a is. lot of people behind this. I it mean, is. we seem to hear in the United States and in the world, yes, seem to have really lost our morals. Oh, they're it, gone. It seems yeah. like we're we're degrading yes. ourselves. Now they could say that you know the people of the past and stuff like that were pious and they uh, you know didn't do sure. anything. Sure. But to be this way... To molest is, young, innocent children. 
there's something wrong. There's something wrong going on with our society. Oh, there's no question about it. I'm glad you put it in, in the um, into the truth that we could all understand. Uh, so true. And you know the thing that interests me about it too. It's not a Hollywood movie. No, no, no. And I don't think Hollywood even bother with no, it. No, they, as far as I can see, uh, they're kind of downing this movie. No, not all of them. There's some no. of them that saying, "Hey, go see this movie. This is very important." Yeah. But a lot of them are saying, "You know, oh, this is yeah, yeah, this is not a movie. It, it's, yeah. it's all propaganda yeah. and yeah. stuff yeah. like that." Really? And, and like you were saying, we never hear about it on the news or anything. Yeah. You know, the mainstream media is just hiding yeah. it. Well, it's true. We're in a very liberal country. A uh, nation, I should say. Mm-hmm. And being liberal, social media, um, everyday media on television does not tell the truth. No. I know that could offend someone, but it's reality. It's yeah. truth. Uh, they don't bring out the facts of what's going on mm-hmm. in our world. And so that's why this movie was a sensation in many ways. Yeah. And by the way, it was made by a, uh, the movie, uh, The Man Behind the sh- Describing a screen was uh, on the screen uh, was a well-known uh, actor. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, he's made good movies, and uh, he's a Christian, and he had the burden to bring this story out to advise people yeah. about what's going on. Yeah. I don't think Hollywood appreciated that too much because he's a well-known actor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and anyways, it gets pretty controversial, doesn't it? Yeah. Well... But now we can we can get back to where, yeah, where, no, where, where we no, were. No, no, we can get carried away when we get into these subjects. Right. But if anybody has a question, they can get back to us, Ray. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and tell us where we were, where we're wrong. Right. If they want to argue this point, they're very welcome to. That's right. There's uh, not going to be any argument. We, we will indeed say, okay, we gave an opinion and you gave an opinion. Yeah, that's right. That's uh, right. And that's that's what they call yeah. freedom of speech. That's right. <laughs> which is kind of another deal that we'll get into yeah, someday. Yeah. <laughs> that's being taken away from us, too. People are very welcome <laughs> to be in touch with. I wish there were more people being in touch with us. We'd yeah. love to hear from you. We want to personally, uh, I know Ray and I would like to thank you personally for for just being with us and, and encouraging us and, and just to be there, to know you're there praying for us and the things that we bring up. And, mm-hmm. and hopefully you're patient, you're patient with us as well. Uh, as we make our blunders and sometimes get carried away in one way or another. But thank you for being here with us, for us, and tell other people to tune us in, won't you? Just All you need to do if you get into Spotify is just uh, search for the, my name, Frank Tamilio. That's all you need, and you'll get us there on Spotify, and you'll see a pretty long list of our broadcasts uh, that are different every week, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So please do so. Please look us up on Spotify. But also, if you're in Maine and New Hampshire, you can hear us there on Christian radio stations there in Maine and New Hampshire in some of the principal cities. And I won't go through all the problem of our time to 
uh, go down the list about that. What I would like to do is ask Ray to read some passages for us. Uh, I think it's beginning at verse 7 to 12, Ray? Six. Six, okay. Now, of course, this is God talking to Moses. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt, and have heard their cry because of the taskmakers, for I know their sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hands of the Egyptians, and to bring them up from the land to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, and the Pezzarites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites. I hope I got all them right. (laughs) (laughs) The Hivites, that's like another church name. That's right. Now, therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel, Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, and that I should bring the children out of Israel? So he said, which is God, I will certainly be with you, And this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God in this mountain. Right. Okay. So the Israelites are under the slavery of Egypt. And Egypt is powerful. Pharaoh is, I guess we could say, the most powerful figure in the world at that time. At that time, yes. So imagine how could Moses feel when God would say, I want you to go see Pharaoh. That would be like telling you and me, go visit, I want you to go by and knock on the door of the president and have a talk with him today about things you don't like. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah, absolutely. I'd I'd get far with that. (laughs) You'd have a long list, I suppose. Well, that's what it was like uh, to think of that. But boy, Moses. Well, Moses, they will say if you read Bible studies and commentaries that Moses was the meekest man mm-hmm. of all at that time, at least. I mean, Jesus, of course, is the meekest that's ever walked on this planet. Mm-hmm. But Moses is known for being meek. And yet he's the one that delivered Israel out of Egypt. Yeah. God used them greatly. Yeah. What do you, I wonder, what do you think of that? Does that mean that God likes to use uh, humble people? Is that the idea? Well, I think you told the story here a while back about yourself, that you certainly, when you became a Christian, you didn't have anything at all to offer God. Right. But you did say to God, and I'll paraphrase the whole story, but you said to God, okay, whatever I got, use it. That's right. That's about it. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that, I think that's what we're going to find out here that Moses yeah. is doing too because Moses will find out that he had a speech impediment or something was wrong with his speech. He yes. Probably like yeah. me, he probably had an accent that nobody could believe in anyway. <laughs> no, you do fine. <laughs> it's just that we can guess you're from Maine. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But uh, I think that uh, Moses had, was kind of taken aback by it. Oh, sure. I think Moses was saying, why are you picking me? I know. I'm a nothing and a nobody. That's right. And I think that's what's going through Moses' head. That's but right. we got to understand that that's who God uses. I was just going to say that. We all are sort of unable to think that we could do anything for God. I think most people feel that way, unless you have a lot of pride. Yeah. But that's it. Moses didn't think he had anything of value. Mm-hmm. After all, he was a fugitive at this point. Yeah, in the absolutely, story. yeah. He was, uh, Pharaoh was going to kill him. That's right. That's right. Yeah, Pharaoh was after him. So here's this very meek, humbled, broken fugitive, supposed to go before Pharaoh and tell Pharaoh that God said, "Let my people go." <laughs> that's <laughs> and the minute that Pharaoh. Moses thought the minute the Pharaoh sees him, he's going to kill him anyway. <laughs> so right. I can understand where Moses is coming from, sure. but we forget one thing. God said, I will be with you. Now that means everything. That's, that's the whole story. Yeah. I know even in my own life, and even with most of us, I guess, as Christians, when we face issues that might be really difficult for us, we kind of look up, and we might even say a prayer, Lord, be with me today. Mm-hmm. I need you, Lord. I don't know how to handle this situation. So we trust in his presence, mm-hmm. and he hears us. But God here in this, these verses that I just uh, I spoke about is very positive. God is not beating around the bush here. He's saying, I am going to take my people out of out of Egypt. That's right. I mean, and he, there's no, no second-guessing him or right. anything else. He said that I would, and he was indeed the father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's right. Well, Moses must have knew this. You know what I'm saying? Sure he so did. Moses, even though he was not crazy about doing it, but he knew that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob was the true God. That's right. So I think that helped him a little That's bit right. too. That's right. Well, you know, in a sense, it's kind of, well, it's kind of silly, but I think if I was prostrate before God and he called me by name, I would just do what he says. <laughs> yep, I well, think so. But now, <laughs> again, we can say that, uh, but mm-hmm. if it actually happens where we got to go face somebody that's going to kill us and stuff like that, even though he realizes to a certain degree that this is God. Right, this right. Is, this is the true Savior here. Uh, yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, it might be a little, little touchy here. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we know some of the greatest people have denied Christ. Oh, absolutely. Or uh, lied to their enemy. No, I don't know God. I don't know. Who is this Jesus? But it was people who were afraid to face what they had to face. It could have even meant their life. That's human, isn't it? 
Well, that is one thing about Christianity that we can look back on and say, boy, these guys, they stood up for what they believed in because they were thrown into cages, they were beaten, they were fed the lions and everything else, and they were stoned, and everything happened to them, and they were standing there believing in God. Yes, that's Uh, right. Now, you've got to have a very great faith in order to do that. But uh, just to put this in here, though, Ray, at the same time, we've, in another context, we have talked about when Christians uh, come under great fear and and threat from the enemy, and they have a family, maybe they have a wife and children nearby, mm-hmm. and there that person is asked to deny Christ. What would they do? Deny Christ? I think that. They didn't not, want anything. Not for myself, Pastor. Right. I will never deny Christ for myself. Well, I understand. But for my wife and my kids, I think I, if, you know, they had a sword over my wife's head and yes. told me to indeed deny Christ, I believe that I would, knowing that God knows what's in my heart. That's right. That I denied him, but it wasn't for me. No. It was to save someone else. Right, and the fact that you say you denied God in your heart, you didn't. No, that's right. But you had to say that to yeah. protect your family. I think so. So I think we need to realize that there were times I remember Christians would say that he was a Christian that was a coward. He wouldn't stand up for Christ. He denied Christ. But he could have had a very good reason that's to do right. that to save someone else. Yeah. That's, that's a touchy subject. It is uh, a touchy subject. It's just like Peter, yeah, the apostle Peter. He was afraid. Fear will do some terrible that's things to a person's mind. Peter uh, knew God. That's it, he knew him personally. That's right. So, and he denied him. He did. Now, Peter. It came later on that Peter. There was no denying Christ with that's Peter. Right. Peter was a. A great apostle. One of the, that's ourselves. right. One of the greatest Christians that's ever lived. But at that point in his life, mm-hmm. he denied Christ. Yep. But Jesus said, I'll be with you. And when you get straightened out. Yep. Who was the first one that uh, Jesus went to after the resurrection? After his death and the resurrection? He went to Peter. There you go. Yep. That's right. See, uh, that's something about the grace of God, isn't it? Yeah. The person that you would least respect mm-hmm. of getting something from God that is highly, highly, uh, unusually wonderful is the one that's broken, the yeah. one that's sinned, the one that's failed, and Peter failed. Just like me. And me too. Yeah. We have to admit that we have that same human nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know what point we could come to in our life where we would deny our God. Hopefully not. We say, God forbid, we don't plan to do that. No, no, it would be great for us to stand up here and say, oh no, you, I'll never be in a situation where I'll ever de- deny Christ or anything. But, it, but your heart will never deny Christ. My heart will never, ever deny Christ. I That's can right. honestly say that. Mm-hmm. But if a situation comes up, maybe my mouth will deny Christ. I, I get it. Oh, excuse me. I understand you. 
And I think that's the way we are. It's human nature. Mm-hmm. But uh, in this portion that you read, Ray, is there anything in particular that uh, uh, grabs your attention? No, it just it. I really, God has seen and has compassion on his children of Israel. And I think it's the same way today that God looks on us, complete failures, with compassion, that he is going to stay with us, he is going to teach us, we are going to believe in him, and he will never let us down. Amen, amen. That's a good way to... uh to point that out. He's with us no matter what. Yeah, and I think that's what he's doing here to Israel. He's saying, hey, the Egyptians have had their fun. Their fun is all over. That's right. I'm going to take care of this. Yes. And I think that's the same way with us. Satan is having his fun with us. But Satan's already in the New Testament. Satan, Satan don't exist anymore. He exists, yeah, he's, he's, but he's, a, he's nothing to us. Yeah, he, he's around, but he's a defeated foe. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, he lost the war already because yeah. Jesus paid the price at, at the cross for our sin and evil. And, uh, well, anyway, it's, it's amazing. But, I mean, as you kind of brought up, the fact that Peter, one of the greatest Christians that lived on this planet, there was that point in his life where he denied his Lord three times. Mm-hmm. Yep. So should it be any surprise if we should fail? I mean, I don't want to fail. No, I don't want to fail either. But uh, I don't know. At that time, I don't think that it's hard to say, but I don't think that the apostles, the apostles seen the miracles and they know that Jesus was indeed the Messiah but I think there was still something there in them that was not fully invested right okay now that's uh, here we go with the opinions Mm -hmm. but I think that that was it but once the resurrection took place right once they seen, it was like Thomas. Yes. I mean, Thomas come in and said, I don't believe it until I poke my hand, my fingers in the, into your hands, the holes in your hands. <coughs> That's right. I think there was something they thought in way down deep inside them that the Messiah was going to come and immediately take over. Everything was That's going right. To, That's right. And, and he didn't. That was not God's uh-huh. purpose. Uh-huh. And he didn't, but I still think that that was in the back of their minds a little bit, that the Messiah was going to come and everything was going to be great. That's right. And I think, as in the case of Peter, he didn't see the resurrected Lord yet. That's exactly right. But he did see the Lord face to face. Yep. Yep. But when you know that Jesus is alive and well, as he is right now, and he's in our presence... um, it gives us a lot more confidence that we have a living God who is with us to be with us no matter what we go through, as God was with Peter when he failed. Yeah, and it's Peter, like I say, he had it in his mind that the Messiah was going to come and take over, and he's sitting there, hmm. and they're beating 
Jesus, they're putting him on a cross, and he's dying. So he's saying, this is not right. That's right. This is something wrong here someplace, because Peter didn't understand what Jesus was doing. That's right. He didn't understand that he was a futuristic Well, uh, well that's thing. true. I mean, they could be thinking upon the lines, well, Jesus is going to just conquer everything right now, and everything's going to be great. Um, but it wasn't like that. No. Jesus had to go to the cross. Absolutely. To yep. pay for our sins. Yep. Yeah, he was the perfect sacrifice yep. for our sins. And he had to die. He had to die for us. But sins. that's not what I think the apostles were no. truly thinking, even though they... They thought that he was indeed the Messiah, but there was just something there in him that made Peter deny him. That's right. He was afraid. He was as human as you and I are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Turned out to be a great man. Oh, yeah. When we see what God takes us through in life, many times, wherever we've failed, mm -hmm. in the end, it gives us more confidence that we, God is with us yep. and will never leave us. If we read the Bible with that in mind, whether it's the yeah. Old Testament or the New Testament, mm. that nobody, nothing, no principalities, no powers, no nothing, will take us out of the hand of Christ. That's right. It's one of our favorite passages uh, where God said, I will never leave you. Mm. I will never forsake you. He yeah. didn't forsake Peter. No. And God is telling us the same thing. Mm-hmm. I've redeemed you. I paid for your sin on a cross. Mm -hmm. You are forgiven, but you're a human being, and you can make mistakes. You can be weak. You can be frail. But I'll never leave you. I yeah. won't forsake you. I'll be there. But that doesn't give us a right to sin. No, that's right. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Uh, the grace of God doesn't give us the right to commit sin on purpose. But don't you think, though, Pastor, that when we accept Christ in our heart, we don't want to sin. No, we don't. If we're truly saved, we don't want to sin. No. Uh, I know the men. I don't know. I, I probably sin a thousand times a day, and I probably only know a hundred of them. Because <laughs> you don't know. Yeah, that's true. It's like the old law. Yeah. That's why the old law had to come in, because those people didn't know that they were sinners. No, that's right. And I think it's still that way today that we're sinning, not even knowing it. You're right. I mean, it's a sin nature. We're carrying it around with us until we go to heaven. Right. And that's exactly. why God gave us the word that we put off sin and trust in the Holy Spirit to be our strength. Yeah. Uh, really be a Bible student, learn more about Jesus. And the more we understand that, the stronger we will be as a Christian to do God's will mm -hmm. and not our own will. Absolutely. Thanks, Ray. That was great. Now, those are good points. Uh, we have to go now. Um, but we are thanking all of you for being with us today. Remember, if you'd like to hear the broadcast, you can hear it again on Spotify. If you'd like a copy of anything that we could give you, we'd be very happy to do so. Whatever resources we have available, it may not be much, and it may not be anything that you'd be interested in, but we'd love to pray for you. Uh, we certainly will uh, share a prayer request that you have with other believers if you would like us to. And all of it can be very personal and between us if you would like to reveal a message. But we certainly would love to hear from you. Do you find something uh, of good 
coming out of our broadcast, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you. You could write to us, by the way, um, on an email, which is host at agmradio.net. Host at agmradio.net. Remember to hear us on various radio stations. Even you might now be vacationing in Maine and New Hampshire. Maybe you could pick us up and hear a broadcast there. Uh, there's a great station there in conjunction with other Christian stations, which is called Word Radio. So you could look up Word Radio on your computer, and it'll come up, and it will show you various radio stations. And we're on some of them. And uh, we'd love to hear from you, so be in touch soon, okay? Look forward to hearing from you, and please be back soon. Uh, we should get you on us for a cup of coffee. Let's go to Dunkin' Donuts. For Let's go. All right, we're ready. You Did you bring your wallet? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I shouldn't ask you to pay all the time, but I can't help it. I, I know you're a rich man. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everybody, until the next time. Here. Um, be with us here in Burlington Cable and Spotify. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. <laughs>